T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And here we go. Welcome back to the NBA Playoff Preview Show here on 1140 The Bet Las Vegas. On the line is a man who covers the team that forced my Cavs to have to play tonight. Um, Yes, it is Matt Brooks who joins us on behalf of Nets Daily where you can catch his work. And he's also the host of the Clear Out Podcast, Matt First and foremost, how are you? And uh, where's your anticipation level for this crazy series that you'll get to cover? I'm good. I'm, I mean, a lot of my uh, good mood stems from the series that we're about to watch. I mean, this is this is it. Like, I don't know if you can draw up a better first-round series. Maybe Milwaukee, Brooklyn. Uh, but this this is way, way up there. Um, these teams have played each other well all year. And uh, I, I just, I'm ready for this, man. No, and honestly, it has the spiciness. It just, it has everything you could want um, in the first round series. But I do, before we get into this, um, into this series, I just want to know, like, in general with this team and everything that comes with Katie and Kyrie and, you know, the James Harden saga and getting Ben Simmons and, you know, basically from the start of the season has been a whirlwind. Um, where does this season compare to other years of covering teams throughout the league? Uh, man, this has probably been the strangest season. I'll put it like <laughs> that. Um, I don't feel like I've had a normal week of doing this. Um, you know, the, the COVID-19 saga was one thing. James Harden forcing out was another. KD's injury just added on top of everything. So I, uh, I, I don't – I can't say I've had a season like this before, and I, I can't imagine I'll have it again. <laughs> yeah, hopefully not. Well, the success part and, and the anticipation of the success, uh, hopefully for them. But, yeah, no, 100%. And I want to um, kind of get your honest opinion when it comes to Ben Simmons. And, you know, obviously he teased the world on Instagram, posting from the practice floor, and the rumors that now I believe he might come back anywhere from game four to game six. For me, that is very hard to believe. Uh, for you, how do you get a gauge on that? And do you believe that if he does come back, that that's the best decision for the Nets and Ben Simmons? Yeah, I think there's some risk. Like I, it's been, I've seen a lot. Like little games have been thrown around. Game three, I've seen game five or game six. I actually think there's a lot of risk bringing him back for game five and game six. I know that might sound a little ridiculous given how talented he is, um, but you know, just the idea of bringing a guy back after not playing for a year in one of these, like, potentially do-or-die games, I don't know. It's a big risk. You know, you don't really know. You know, you, you really haven't seen him with the group. So I, I think there's a risk in that. I'm also looking at 
when does that epidural wear off? We've seen stuff like this happen before. Uh, you know, Kyrie got a cortisol shot in his shoulder. What was that? Two seasons ago? I don't know. All the seasons at this point blend together with how many we've had. Exactly. In the span of two years. <laughs> um, but whatever that was, when Kyrie had the same, a similar procedure in his shoulder, uh, you know, that eventually wore off and, and, you know, that ended up being a shoulder surgery. So um, we'll see what happens. But I think for now, like, yeah, I could see it working really well if they bring him back in game five or game six, but it's not without risk. No, 100%. And it's kind of, uh, you know, even if you kind of view it, and I think a lot of people are, of Ben Simmons, you know, basically being that defensive stopper, it's kind of a lot after months after not playing just to assume, like, yeah, he can guard Jason Tatum, a top 20 player in this league, no problem, for 10 or 15 minutes. Um, and, and we went straight into this interview, and I think I mentioned it here at the start. So I'm, I'm a Cavs fan, and unfortunately, our season did not go as we thought, even though it was a surprise season. So I've been watching you guys and scoreboard watching to see what seed we could get. And, you know, watching some of these games here at the end of the season, whether it was versus Indiana in that last game of the season or even versus Cleveland where it seemed like it was just basically Darius Garland and Evan Mobley who showed up. I guess Karis LeVert showed up for six minutes in the fourth quarter. And in these games, you know, these teams stuck around where, you know, Indiana towards the end, they could have made a run to try to make it closer. Even Cleveland had a couple possessions where it could have been a one possession game versus these teams. Uh, how, I guess, how concerned are you that they haven't been able to close the door against these teams? Well, concerned. I mean, it's, you know, it's the regular season and these games have their ebbs and flows. Um, but I do think it's something I'm monitoring. Uh, just the, the, the defensive intensity, I think, wanes in a way. And I also think part of it kind of stems from who is at the top in a way. You know, you look at Kyrie, KD, and, and, uh, and Nash, really, and those are like three more laid-back guys. Like, in losing Harden, not only do you lose your guy that's your, faci- you know, your facilitator, your guy that's setting up the entire offense, you're also losing your vocal leader. And un- another underrated one is they also lost Jeff Green. That's another guy that was very vocal mm-hmm. to them last year. So... Those are small little micro elements that I don't know if it's going to matter that much. Ultimately, this really might just be a talent play. But I I do keep an eye on that because I think, you know, in some way that stuff is correlated. Just, you know, the taking the foot off the gas. uh, I just have to wonder if it's like a chill, laid back personality thing. And and now that we talk and I didn't have this plan to ask you in versus Cleveland. So it was like a nine. I believe it was nine players that were used in that rotation. Uh, Is that going to tighten up or is that basically... Those are the nine that Steve Nash is going to use. Is like, is KD going to have to play forty six minutes again, like he did versus Milwaukee? <laughs> I could see it. I could see it. Depends. I mean, it Jeez. kind of depends on what happens with Simmons, right? Like, if if you're able to get him back and acclimate him, um, and and you're able to get him into the regular rotation, that's going to help out Kyrie and KD a lot. Uh, the swing guy is probably going to be Kessler Edwards, their rookie. You know, that's the guy that. He came into that Cleveland play-in game, I think he was 0 for 4, and just looked a little out of his element. They had some really nice moments from him at the end of the year. Uh, I think he shot around 36, 37% from three. Uh, one of the highest shooting, uh, three-point shooting rookies of this class this year. But that's the guy I'm kind of watching being like, yeah, not sure how much you're going to be able to survive with him. Drogic is another guy that I think as you go later and later in rounds, they're going to need his ball handling, but we'll just see if he has the juice. To, to really contribute, um, you know, depending on even if the Nets get through this round. I mean, that might be another guy that's maybe not so much an integral part of the rotation if this series against the Celtics extends to Game 6, Game 7. Uh, one question I did want to ask you in terms of Brooklyn and their defense. Uh, is KD-Bruce Brown that combination of them being 
on the court. Is that the best defensive lineup that they're going to have to go up against these teams? Yeah, I think you can throw in Nick Claxton as well, uh, their their backup center, who has been just outrageous. Second year in a row, they're when they have him on the floor, they rank as you know. I think it's a top. I think number one last year they would rank as a number one defense in the league when he was on the floor. This year, uh, I thought today I think he's uh, somewhere in the top. Could be top three if if you know held over the full course of the season when he's on the floor. So he's a big difference maker for them as well. Awesome. And when it comes to Boston, obviously. They've been one of the better defensive teams here in the league, especially since the second half. Uh, and Robert Williams is out, and I, I think he can come back if the series goes the distance. Um, but for you and the Celtics, they do a lot of switching defensively. Uh, how do you think Katie and Kyrie are going to fare against them uh, and all the switching that uh, the Celtics will do? Yeah, I think that's the exploit. Um, take advantage of that switching scheme. There are two ways I would look at it. Uh, on a lesser note, if you're able to – you know, let's say you run pick and roll and you have one of Andre Drummond or Nick Claxton set a screen and that's what probably Daniel Tice or Al Horford defending. Mm-hmm. That means there isn't anybody rebounding. So if you're Andre Drummond, go crash the, uh, crash the offensive glass. If you're Nick Claxton, go crash the offensive glass. See if you can create something from there. Um, and then on top of that, not only you have, you know, the glass open, but you also are going to have Kyrie or KD going one-on-one with, you know, somebody like Al Horford or Daniel Tice. That's a huge, huge advantage for the Nets. If they can play one of those guys off the court, I'm probably looking at Daniel Tice there, uh, although Horford hasn't fared great in those switches either this year. I think that's a big, big exploit. Make the Celtics have to conform to you. I usually think that's where playoff matchups are won in general. If you can force the other team's hand, you're probably going to win the series. Nice. And getting kind of into the nitty-gritty of the series, you know, for me, uh, one of the X factors is, and you just brought him up, is going to be Andre Drummond. I mean, Bruce Brown kind of let everybody know and said the obvious thing out loud, much to the dismay of KD. Um, But to you, uh, how do you think Andre Drummond is going to fare? And also, one thing I wanted to ask you, too, because obviously I know Seth Curry is battling injury, right? And for me versus Cleveland, I was really surprised that, you know, basically throughout the game, he was stationed at the corners. He didn't move. He didn't do the two-man game that he's so good at. Is that basically the best that we're going to get as he tries to get healthier? Uh, you know, I think I would assume they're going to probably start using him more. They, the, the strange thing about that Cleveland game was that they kind of changed how they ran their offense. They had Bruce Brown initiate a lot of what they were running, and they would just sort of use Kyrie and KD off ball and have them screen for each other. That's not normally how the Nets run their offense. A lot of it's, you know, KD running high pick and roll or Kyrie running high pick and roll. Um, so I would expect them to feature Seth quite a bit, um, you know, attack off ball, make, and it really depends on who he's matched up with or I guess who's matched up on him. But I, I wouldn't expect that to be a thing. And then on just on Drummond, um, big thing is going to be surviving defensively. The Nets have used him mostly in a drop coverage, which is basically where he's standing a couple of feet behind the screen, so he mm-hmm. can't get you know beat for lobs or anything like that. Um, the Celtics obviously have two guys that are pretty great at creating off the dribble in, in Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. So if you can survive and keep Andre Drummond on the floor defensively, there's just a ton of value in terms of what he's able to do on the offensive glass. So that'll be the key with, with Drummond is, can you make it so that he's not getting torched too much defensively um, and giving up these pull-up shots to the Celtics league creators? That's Matt Brooks here joining us. Uh, he covers the Nets here for Nets Daily and his, and his podcast, the Clear Out Podcast. Go check that out here on 1140 The Bet Las Vegas. And my final question, Matt, and once again, thank you for the time. 
Uh, it wouldn't be right to get you out of here without a prediction. So, Matt, who is winning and why? I have Nets in six. Um, I Well, for one, I think the Celtics are going to really, really miss Robert Williams in a way that I think people have obviously discussed, but just the idea of they're going to have to make a large change in their rotation. The weird thing, and I watched quite a bit of film before this series, um, they didn't really get a great test with Tice and Horford. Um, I think the the biggest game for them might have been against Miami, which they lost, I think, by eight points. And then the other one was against Chicago, who, you know, hasn't had, I guess, the best second half of the season. So we don't really have a huge sample of what that looks like either with those two bigs. I think that's going to be a pretty big exploit for the Nets. And then just in terms of, like, looking at it from a macro sense, I, I truly believe they have two of the three best players in the series. And many times that's what matters. So I'm going Nets and six. There it is. Mad uh, going out on the limb. How far do you think this team can go? Like, obviously, it's championship expectations, right? Uh, for me, I kind of get worried as series get longer and more pressure gets put on Katie and Kyrie that the East is so difficult that it is going to be tough to go through the gauntlet that the Eastern Conference is going to be. But to you, what's the potential? Are you still on this championship uh, uh, just idea that they can win that? I think Milwaukee beats them. I just hate that matchup for them. I, I kind of have all year. There's just so many different ways that Milwaukee can take advantage, and it's all of the extra stuff, turnovers, rebounds. They can just play a really physical game in a way that no other team can really push. Them. And I just I worry about that a little bit. Um, and a lot of the times it just kind of feels like the Nets are in a shootout. I mean, they shot, what, like 48% from three the last time those two teams played, and, and the, the Bucks didn't look worried at all the entire game. So... That's that's probably the matchup that I'm a little worried about, and I guess they'd see them in round two. So that's right now. That's kind of where I have the net ceiling, just because of who they're going to play. Awesome. Well, there it is. Matt Brooks joins us here on the NBA Playoff Preview Show once again. Follow him on Twitter at Matt Brooks NBA, and the show continues because coming up next from Sports Illustrated, one of the best in the game, Howard Beck joins us. It's 11:40. The Bet Las Vegas. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.